Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the History AI Podcast. I'm your host Chuck. And I'm Marco. And boy, do we have an exciting episode for you today. We're going to dive deep into the life and times of Lord George Calvert. Ah, the first Lord Baltimore. Sounds mysterious, doesn't it? If by mysterious, you mean interesting, then yes, very. But before we get started, let's pause for a quick word from our sponsor. Introducing the game changer in energy boosts, Strike Force Energy. Elevate your drinks without the sugar, without the calories. Whether you're hitting the gym, the office, or the great outdoors, a dash of Strike Force Energy supercharges your drink and you. Dive into strikeforceenergy.com to explore. And hey, here's a little spark use code UTSALAX24 at checkout for a cool 20% off. That's UTSALAX24. Strike Force Energy, the power up you've been waiting for. All right, back to business. Lord George Calvert, born at the end of the 16th century in Yorkshire, England. He came from a prominent Catholic family, which, as we'll find out, played a significant role in his later endeavors. Oh yes, and growing up Catholic in Protestant England was no joke. It's like trying to swim upstream. Yes, exactly. And speaking of his family history, the Calverts were well known in their community. It wasn't until George's generation, though, that they truly started making political waves. Let's zoom into his early life a bit. George went on to study at Trinity College, Oxford, and later served under Sir Robert Cecil, a key political figure of that era. He had a great political career. In 1613, he was knighted and by 1619, he had become the principal secretary of state. But, plot twist. He resigned from that position because, drumroll please, he publicly declared his Roman Catholic faith, which, as we said earlier, was a big deal in Protestant England. Right. But Calvert didn't just roll over. No, he turned his gaze westward, to the New World. He first tried to establish a colony in Newfoundland, but it was too harsh. But that didn't deter him. His dream was to establish a haven for Catholics in the New World. Which brings us to the Charter of Maryland. Ah, yes. The Charter. In 1632, Calvert received the Charter for the Colony of Maryland from King Charles I. This was huge, it gave him the rights to the land, the ability to establish laws, and the freedom to practice Catholicism. But with freedom, comes responsibility. Calvert ensured religious freedom for all settlers. He wanted Maryland to be a place where Catholics and Protestants could live together peacefully. An early advocate for freedom of religion, now that's commendable. And let's not forget his impact on representative government and individual rights. Calvert's governance model became a model for future colonies, laying down the foundation for principles that the United States values so dearly today. The man was ahead of his time. Marco, any fun anecdotes about our man George? Well, he never actually lived in Maryland. It was his son, Cecil Calvert, who became the proprietor of the colony after his death. So, he got the party started but never actually attended. Sounds like some of my college parties. And to end on a samba note, George Calvert passed away in 1632, just a few months before the Charter for Maryland was officially approved. It's poetic in a way, his vision came to life just as he departed. That's a legacy right there. 
Alright folks, that was Lord George Calvert for you the visionary behind Maryland, a champion for religious freedom and a pioneer of representative governance. And a devout Catholic in Protestant England. The man wore many hats. Literally and figuratively. That he did. And with that, we conclude today's episode. If you enjoyed our dive into Lord George Calvert, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. And as always, keep history. Until next time.